Thank you for listening to Ivy Podcast, where we feature weekly leadership conversations with thought leaders and industry experts. Now, here is your host, John Karsibayev. I'm Alina Abdrahmanova. I'm a managing director of Astana Hub International Tech Park based in Kazakhstan. Alina, thank you so much for making time to join us uh, on the Ivy podcast. It's uh, It's been a while since we've been trying to plan this conversation. I'm very excited about what we had planned. There's a lot of uh, a lot of events, a lot of cool stuff happening in, in this space. So I'm, uh, I'm glad we were able to connect. Before we jump in and start talking about all of the great things that you're currently building with Astana Hub and all of that great stuff, Give us a thumbnail version of your career prior to this. Oh, uh, hi, John. Uh, thanks for, for inviting me. So uh, if we if we talk about my background, uh, I, I did my bachelor in Switzerland. So uh, my education is mainly related to business administration. So my bachelor is in management and then my master was there in finance. And for 10 years, I was working in universities. Uh, setting up international business schools in Kazakhstan, uh, doing executive programs for uh, top management of Kazakhstan international and national companies. And then uh, during the pandemic, I decided to do my own startup. So it started as a platform for distance learning, uh, but I wanted to do something that was more engaging than regular distance learning. So it was uh, a platform for VR streaming, streaming 360. And this is, uh, that was the moment when I first met uh, Astana Hub Ecosystem. So I was going through acceleration programs, and then we did a lot of, lots of pitching, participated in different startup battles and this kind of things. And of course, I got really excited about, uh, about the startups, about IT industry, and everything that is related to it. And um, last year, uh, we started uh, discussing the possibility of me joining the tech park as an executive. And since January, I started um, as a managing director. So uh, my scope of responsibilities include marketing, events management, educational programs, and um, regional hubs inside of Kazakhstan. So that's basically it. Wow, that's uh, quite a story. What a a background. And congrats on all of the success. It definitely resonates on so many levels because uh, all of us as entrepreneurs go through these different stages. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the current role, about the Tech Hub and the Astana Hub, and what are the some of the things that you guys are currently building? Yeah, so we started in 2018. So the original idea was to set up um, the institution that will help uh, Kazakhstan's IT ecosystem to grow. But it happened that we uh, started developing so quickly. So now we more position ourselves not just as a country tech hub, but more as a regional player. Because most of our programs, they are not only for Kazakhstan, but for Central Asia, for Mongolia. We now partner a lot with Georgia, etc. So our activities, they include, uh, I would say, um, three major directions. So the first one is promoting IT industry overall, because Kazakhstan is originally known as an oil country and everybody dreamt of being somewhere in the energy industry. And we're trying to shift that and bring more young people to IT and show that this is like, this is where you should be. And this is where most of uh, possibilities are. So we do lots of marketing. We do many different media projects and we organize huge events like Digital Bridge Conference on a regular basis. Second thing is, of course, um, educating 
tech, tech entrepreneurs, starting from those who are just at the stage of idea and then leading them to the stage where they can form their startups, they build their MVP, and then they start attracting investments, go to market, and then scalerate. So we have programs for each and every step. Um, some of them are incubators, then they go to accelerator. And then in the end, once they're more or less mature, we have two our like, best-selling programs. Uh, the first one is a Google for Startup program. We're the only um, tech park in the region that have partnership with Google for Startup. And uh, this partnership is for seven countries and we are operating it. So every year we have two batches. And this year we already, uh, already fourth batch started recently. And the results are usually very good because um, at the end, startups, they attract uh, pretty good investments. And then they, they have this like Google recognition and that helps them grow a lot. And the second Superstar program is uh, the one that we launched this year. It's collaboration with Draper University. So we sent 15 startups. Uh, now it's going to be the second batch. We send them for six months to, to the Silicon Valley. So they go through five weeks intensive acceleration program. And then they can stay in, uh, in the Valley for another like five months, building partnerships, pitching to investors, and trying to, I don't know, get the best out of this um, epicenter of innovation. So this is what we do on like educational part. And then, of course, we help to attract investors. We have our own community of investors called Astana Venture Club. And we work with all the venture uh, funds that we have in the region and international funds to, uh, to show them that we have potential in our startups. So, yeah, that, that's, that's like the active part. And then on the background, we do a lot of legislative work because we, we, we are a special tax, tax zone. So our residents, they, um, they have the tax um, preferences on uh, VAT. They don't pay VAT. They don't pay income tax. They don't pay most of uh, salary-related taxes. But in, um, let's say in exchange, they pay us a 1% resident fee from their revenues. So we are really interested into their commercial success and we help government to build the legal system so that it helps IT companies to grow. Well, that's very impressive. And I'm glad that you've mentioned the second part of that so kind of on the background. So you guys do a lot of work on the legislative side, helping, uh, you know, create this uh, platform for the startups to come in and take advantage of these tax benefits. And I would imagine there's also a great influx of companies and startups coming from other countries in the region um, to set up offices in Kazakhstan. Can you share a little bit more insight on just maybe the types of companies that are coming to the region, where are they coming from and what are they building? Well, uh, since we started, we already had some of the international players entering Kazakhstani IT market. But to be honest, the real boost uh, we got since uh, last year due to certain political situation in the region. And we had a huge uh, number of startups coming from uh, Russia, from Belarus, from Ukraine. Uh, they were, well, first they were looking for safe environment where they can relocate and uh, continue working on their products. So we had a giant companies like uh, Playrix, Nutcracker, in drive relocating to Kazakhstan. Most of them, they became our residents, not everybody, of course, but still we work together on many initiatives like in drive. They are not our tax residents, so they prefer to pay full taxes to Kazakhstan, but we have lots of social educational projects with them. They support us a lot on that. Uh, Playrix are our residents. Uh, Nedcracker is our residents. 
EPUM is setting up an office here. Uh, well, we have, for now, we have about 1,250 residents overall, and more than 300 are foreign companies that have been relocated. Mm-hmm. No, that's those are impressive numbers, and I experienced that uh, myself, especially this summer, um, attending a lot of the regional conferences, you know, in Kazakhstan, in Azerbaijan, in Georgia, and it's you know exciting times for a lot of the startups, and even more exciting times for VCs like myself who invest into startups, you know, especially in the region, because part of our mandate is the emerging uh, emerging markets. And I can definitely see firsthand how, you know, organizations as, you know, as yours really help boost the, you know, the growth of entrepreneurship in the region. Maybe on the other side of the spectrum, share some of the obstacles and roadblocks that you guys encounter as you grow this ecosystem of, you know, different types of companies and you provide them with a the springboard and the educational programs to even potentially go overseas and gain experience from there. Maybe share some lessons learned, some of the obstacles, and how did you guys overcome them in the past? Because you guys are a relatively new organization, right? Only, you know, a few years old. Um, Yeah, so it seems like there's been a lot of growth, but I would imagine that didn't come without, you know, any pains. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, um, what I would say, the first obstacle is related to the scarcity of human capital. And um, there are two ways that we're trying to overcome this issue. The first one, of course, is building our own in-country human capital. And that's why we are investing a lot in educational projects. And we also have subsidies for private IT schools in in different regions of Kazakhstan. So every year we give the kind of like 3,000 scholarships for the IT schools so that they can attract talents and help them to become uh, developers, uh, web designers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We're also um, developing projects like um, Alem School. So this is an innovative approach that was developed in France. It was called Ecole 42. So it is peer-to-peer education, again, helping um, any type of professional switch their career and go to IT. This is like the national idea. There is the whole governmental program on having 1,000 uh, 100,000 IT specialists for the next like five years in all the state things that they they like to declare, but we um, we set a goal for preparing 20,000 IT specialists because whatever startup you're building, if you don't have any anyone on the background who can actually make it work, it's uh, it's really hard to do it. And the second thing, what we do, we are attracting talents from abroad. So this is, again, through our acceleration programs. And that works really well because, for example, if you want to go for that six months Silicon Valley training, uh, you can go and you can like pay the, the price or otherwise you can get subsidies from us. But you need to be registered in Kazakhstan and you need to be our resident. So this is like very um, good for promotion of Kazakhstan as, as a hub. For, uh, for startups like this. The second thing, uh, which is, again, um, pretty, it was uh, really limiting our, uh, our work was lack of investment. Because again, venture capital is pretty new for the region. I'm not saying just Kazakhstan, but overall, and it is really high risky investment. And traditional investors, they are used to getting returns like 20% returns annually, and then having their investment paying back in like two years, three years. Of course, this is not the case with uh, venture capital. 
where you know you can lose everything in one year and there is no guarantee that um, it will succeed. And uh, this, again, we're now educating investors on what, what is venture capital, like how, how do you evalu evaluate startups? What is the exponential growth? Why you should be expert oriented and this kind of things. Um, third obstacle would probably be a really small market in terms of population because we only have 18 million people. And overall, even though we have Uzbekistan with like almost, I don't know, 40 million people and, and, and others, again, if compared to China, if compared to states, if compared to uh, Europe, where everybody is interconnected and act as one market, we are very limited. And the purchasing power is not very high if compared to other countries like uh, North America, regions like North America. So this is an obstacle. And then I would say there are some um, political risks that uh, are present everywhere, but there are some specifics in the region. There are not... Uh, with, like the state is trying to create a very stable, predictive environment. This is why we have Astana International Financial Center, where English law is active, not the, the usual like Kazakhstani law. And this is how we uh, protect minor investors that want to come to Kazakhstan. But this is like working process. It's it's getting better and better from year to year. But we're still in the like we're, we're still in the process of building that ecosystem. Yeah, and I can definitely attest to the hyper growth of that ecosystem, especially in the past two years. You know, being uh, my fund is very new ourselves and we just started, you know, deploying capital uh, at the beginning of this year. But we've been tracking in terms of the trends that are happening in the region for a very long time. And just through this year alone, we've already made about six to seven investments into Kazakhstan oh. startups. And the, the reason I mentioned that is because of the first point that you've made, the lack, the scarcity of, you know, very unique tech talent, um, you know, especially in US where I'm based, we have, you know, that, that's a that's an omnipresent problem that every company, every startup faces that situation sooner or later. And what I had also been been very active in preaching the the level of skills and expertise, especially in technology. Uh, based out of the Central Asia, especially in Kazakhstan and the neighboring regions. And that's been a very surprising um, discovery for a lot of the funds and a lot of the you know smaller first-time fund managers like ourselves from U.S. And they've expressed very you know high interest in co-investing into some of the startups that we're participating, mainly because of saturation of solutions in U.S. and the availability and maybe affordability of the tech talent in Kazakhstan. So that's been very interesting. It makes a lot of sense what you're talking about. Maybe spend a few minutes talking about the Digital Bridge Conference because I understand it's one of the one of the larger, if not the largest platforms on an annual basis that's been happening maybe for at least a couple of years now where you bring a great kind of this congregation of investors, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, government support coming to a one, you know, event together and discussing a lot of the pressing problems that you and I are talking about right now and also creating these additional opportunities for not only entrepreneurs, which is the main focus, but also opening a lot of doors for other funds, for other investors to gain exposure into what's happening in the region. Share some more about the conference, share some more who is it for and who would ultimately benefit from attending something like this. Yeah, thanks for that question. Uh, so Digital Bridge is an annual conference. So this year, I think it will be 
fifth year already, but uh, second year in a row, it goes in that like huge, um, attracting that that many visitors. So last year we had about 15,000 visitors. This year we expect about 20,000 visitors. Wow. And uh, to be honest, for nowadays, I would say that it is the biggest event in Kazakhstan. Uh, president is attending it on on an annual basis, and we try to bring not just regional but like world's main opinion makers in tech world to Kazakhstan. So uh, there are a few goals that this conference has. Uh, first one, of course, it is um, a place where we can, where like world's think tanks can share their opinion on what is the world facing. So if last year the agenda was mainly about regional development, how to bring investments together and this kind of thing. So this year, of course, it is artificial intelligence. And uh, we try to um, not just discuss the advantages of artificial intelligence and how it can help to boost uh, businesses, governments, etc. We try to see also what, what are the risks and how to keep that balance. And um, interesting enough that uh, there would be uh, topics like mental health in that rapidly changing world filled with artificial intelligence and uh, tech, what we're facing right now. How to attract and develop talents when uh, basically everything can be now replaced with uh, technology. Uh, how to, I don't know, how to develop creative segment. Uh, will artificial intelligence replace creative talents or is it just a tool that you can use in order to produce like art, uh, movies, uh, music, etc., etc. Uh, the other th uh, the other goal of this conference is, of course, networking. So we try to bring together startups, uh, investors, and corporations. And this year we will make a setup, we call it like district setup. So there will be small, uh, little districts, and every district will have a big corporation, uh, medium IT companies, and startups of one industry so that they can integrate with each other, not like before we had a separate startup alley, we had a separate area for big corporations, and then we had separate areas for like uh, for everybody. And we, um, well, we, we laughed and said that it's like income-based distribution. So now we're more socialistic and we mix everybody together. Uh, again, there will be uh, many um, pl little platforms for uh, non-formal, interaction like lounges, pitch zones, and this kind of things. And uh, also it is a place where governmental officials, uh, policymakers, they can talk to each other in more relaxed way. They can uh, they can listen to, to the needs of business. They can see what uh, innovators need. They can see what students need, what educators need on the panel discussions, on the roundtables, and overall in, in this like huge mix that we, are, that we are creating. And of course, there is a good opportunity for startups to show themselves. Uh, this year, we will have um, Astana Hub Battle. It is a traditional competition. So startups will be pitching their projects in front of uh, juries that are mainly represented by investors and this year we will have a very nice uh, prize fund of uh, $100,000 uh, and we will not put it like first place, second place, third place, we will we will make nominations like the 
I don't know, like the most innovative idea, social yeah. impact and this kind of thing. So that uh, because different investors, they 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 look for different things. Not everybody is looking for um, breakthrough technology. Some people, they want to see how the startup will benefit the society. So that's why we decided to make it like nomination based. Another interesting thing is that with Tim Draper, we, we are going to film, um, we're going to shoot Meet the Draper show. So he has the show. It's going to be, I think, season seven already or six. And one episode will be dedicated to Kazakhstan. Again, it is a very good uh, opportunity to show what is the ecosystem and what are the opportunities for investors from all over the world in the region. And uh, Tim will select four startups. They will pitch it on the stage. Uh, he will have his colleagues as juries, and then they will select one startup that will go to the Valley uh, to participate in the Meet the Drapers final. And they're, well, they have the price of like $1 million. So it's not, it's a nice try for our startups to, uh, to see. And, um, and of course, it's going to be about fun. So we're going to have different parties during the, during the conference. And then at the end, we're going to have a festival with, uh, I cannot tell the name yet, but he's like the world star DJ. Everybody knows him. <laughs> so he's going to be there. And we will have people from different categories. There will be famous directors, uh, musicians, artists coming and sharing how they use technology in different, in different areas. So um, that's like what a digital bridge is going to be. The bridge between different sectors, different stakeholders, different countries. This year we have um, GFS Summit. On the bridge, uh, first time Google for Startup partners from 15 countries, they will come to Kazakhstan and they will have their little event there. So many, many things will be going on uh, during these two days. So we're really excited. Well, wow, that sounds super exciting. Uh, two days filled with a lot of activities, a lot of events, and sounds like, um, you know, individuals and thought leaders from all over the world uh, coming to this conference. And it's very timely from an AI standpoint to have that as a core theme of the overall conference, because I'm glad that you mentioned that, you know, the peripherals around AI, not so much of a trend in itself, but also you mentioned mental health and the risks and the policy that's needed to, you know, to govern that. In terms of other trends that you are seeing developing, especially in that region, besides, you know, AI, what else uh, can the participants um, you know, expect to encounter, especially in the conference as such. The reason I ask that is because through my network, at least, you know, the VCs and other technology executives here in the States, a lot of ongoing conversation that we have is around what are the different trends that are developing in emerging markets that we potentially don't see or don't encounter in developed markets like, you know, the Europe, the US, the UK and the Japan's of the world. Maybe share some personal thoughts on what are you seeing in, in the market as an exciting trend? Well, last year was, of course, everybody was talking about blockchain. So that was the biggest trend of last year. But um, even though the hype is sort of down this year, but we have uh, strong players that are uh, developing technology here. So starting from big players like Binance, uh, Bybit, and others who are present in the region, uh, to startups that are developing their um, products on, on blockchain. And we have also state initiatives. Um, we have a blockchain center that had the biggest educational program, one of the biggest educational programs in the world preparing specialists in uh, Web3. So this one is like one, one of the trends. Another one is health tech. Many um, 
startups are now exploring opportunities on how to uh, diagnose different diseases more effectively. Some of them, of course, well, they use uh, AI, but there are also different solutions in health tech now. Uh, Industry uh, 4.0, so everything related to mining, oil and gas, construction, because these are the main economy drivers in Kazakhstan. So, of course, naturally, we have startups around this industry uh, growing very quickly. And the good thing is that these companies, uh, these mining huge corporations, they uh, invest, they have like this uh, corporate innovation programs. They invest actively in startups and and they test technology. So they, they go through this like battlefields already here. So this is something that I would probably recommend to, to have a look. And then FinTech, Kazakhstan is one of the uh, pioneers in uh, initiatives like digital currency. Uh, we are introducing digital tinge. So um, almost everything, I think all the procedures are now finalized and we are almost ready to start using digital tinge. And of course, that builds lots of FinTech startups around that. Uh, and um, probably... EdTech is also something that uh, you could look at. And many um, startups that are in EdTech, they uh, go to Southeast Asia to test their theories and do it pretty successfully. Uh, and then they they, they, they very successfully um, scale their products to the world market. Maybe mm-hmm. because we still have uh, huge investments in education system. So, and we have many um, students going abroad and sharing that experience with everybody. So once they come back and start working on their projects, they already see different approaches. And that's why their ed tech startups are pretty interesting when it comes to, uh, to, to like entering the market. Um, there are a few initiatives in space tech and in defense tech, but that probably would be more interesting for like B2G collaborations. Um, and I know that uh, they will be present also in uh, in Digital Bridge. And Kazakhstan is famous for its uh, GovTech solutions. We are we have almost all the processes, uh, state like governmental processes, digitalized, starting from birth ending up with the funeral. Everything can be managed through your smartphone. We have uh, the procedure of uh, buying a car that you can do through your phone in like five minutes. You can get married in one minute through the app. (laughs) You can, I don't know, you can sell, you can have your uh, mortgage approved in like 10 minutes again through the app. And of course, uh, this would probably be something that uh, you can can look for uh, during the conference. Yeah, those are great examples. And I actually do use those examples when I come back from Kazakhstan every year to to talk to some of my fellow VCs and other technology thought leaders here. And just seems that, you know, from a standpoint of technology adoption, um, especially at the government level, seems to be a lot faster in emerging markets. So there's a lot, a lot of uh, lessons to be learned for a lot, uh, you know, larger countries. And that's, you know, from a standpoint of health tech, the ESG, those are very prevalent topics. So I'm very excited about getting, um, you know, a little bit more exposure at a, at a conference as such. In conclusion, um, tell us a little bit more about where people can go and find out more about the conference. Maybe also where can they connect directly with you to ask more questions and maybe get a little bit more in-depth details about not only the conference in itself, but actually what's happening in the region itself. 
Well, uh, the first and the simplest way would probably be the social media. So we have uh, accounts of Astana Hub. It's uh, called everywhere. The, the name is the same in all the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, where we post most of our news regarding the ecosystem, uh, opportunities for startups, exciting news about the startups, and of course, news about the conference. Then there are channels specifically dedicated for Digital Bridge. Again, it is the website, digitalbridge.kz, uh, social network accounts, Instagram, Facebook, called Digital Bridge, where you can see the latest update. We're releasing our app very soon, uh, so it should be uh, within a couple of days, called Astana Hub. This is the platform where you can uh, see all the information and get the detailed program of the of the event and also connect with speakers. Uh, the, there will be option to set up B2B meetings. There will be option to message people, to book your tickets and all this kind of things. And of course, me, myself, I'm present in all the social networks as well. That's great. Alina, thank you so much for your time today. Lots of exciting stuff going on. I'm definitely counting on round two, maybe after the conference, where we can do a recap of everything that happened uh, through this quarter and share some more inside information, especially for those who are not able to attend in person this conference. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that with you. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, John, for inviting and for all this opportunity. And we're waiting for everybody in Astana, Kazakhstan, October 12 and 13. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our RSS feed on ivypodcast.com and all major podcasting platforms like Spotify and iTunes. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating on iTunes.